and I'm one of the guides who would be delighted if you would join one of us on our old London walk. Exhausted by a walk along the south bank of the River Thames? Struggling with the crowds? Instead, try this walk which will take you through narrow city lanes and then along the peaceful north bank. From there you can admire the brick extravaganza of Tate Modern and the 20th century thatched and half-timbered Shakespeare's Globe without being trampled to death. This walk is called Old London because it takes you right back to the 9th century when King Alfred reoccupied the city of London, deserted after the Romans left in the early 5th century. Regarded as a good and progressive chap, the only one of our monarchs ever to be called great, the walk will take you past the site where there was a dock in Alfred's time. Yes, he's the one who burnt the cakes, but that was merely a temporary setback. Alfred wearing a gold crown features in one of the delights of this walk. He's shown on a long mosaic detailing London's history from the Roman invasion to the late Queen's Diamond Jubilee Flotilla in 2012. It's the little details which charm. Dick Whittington with his cat, the rats from the plague year of 1665, the cormorants, Sammy the seal. Now that the Thames is clean enough to support 128 different sorts of fish, seals can sometimes be spotted in the river as far as Teddington, fishing for dinner. The Thames is London. It's the reason the city grew up here. Liquid history, someone called it. It was London's major highway, and over the centuries it's carried kings and queens, peasants and nobles, traders and pleasure seekers. Think of those crowds as we walk along its bank. And then there are the bridges, starting with a fine view of the Millennium Pedestrian Bridge, constructed to mark the year 2000, opened by the Queen, and then rapidly closed as it swayed from side to side, Best not to call it the Wobbly Bridge if you're talking to the architect. And at this point, don't miss the view of the Kardashian. What is it? You'll have to go on the walk to find out. We see five bridges on this walk. Tower Bridge is everyone's favourite. But the words London Bridge, albeit this one is a newcomer, dating only from the 1970s, London Bridge brings to mind the old 12th century bridge, full of shops and houses, a chapel halfway across, and the heads of traitors stuck up on the South Bank gateway to encourage approaching visitors. Henry V crossed that bridge, returning home after defeating the French at the Battle of Agincourt. Elizabeth I crossed only once. She found all those houses and shops claustrophobic. Southwark Bridge is notorious for being nearly impossible to find if you're driving in London, but we walk underneath, and on the walls are copies of documents from the city archives printed on the tiles. Stop to admire how the drawing from the 18th century shows Wren's St Paul's Cathedral dominating a forest of church spires. Look at the Vichy panorama of around 1600, which shows the old St Paul's, and moored in the river is an eel ship, one of a fleet of Dutch ships which for centuries moored in the Thames to sell Dutch eels to Londoners. You were rowed out to the eel boats to make your purchase. While talking about fishy things, puzzle over the golden fish on the railings of a grand building next to London Bridge and then notice the lamps. Each supporting bracket is a curving golden fish. No surprises for eventually guessing that you're at Fishmonger's Hall, 
one of the ancient City of London livery companies, with a history going far back into the Middle Ages. More fish? Check out the next grand building. It has fish weather vanes and fish on the roofscape. This was the wholesale fish market, Billingsgate. The nearby church had to brick up its windows to avoid worshippers being disturbed by the creative language of the market traders. Now, I haven't described one half of what you can see and enjoy on this walk. You will just have to come along and find out some more.